I'm Lisa Udelson, and this is a Meditation House Call. A few years back, I got a mystery disease totally out of the blue. Something was going on with my blood, no one could figure out why, and I was scared shitless. Western medicine saved my life, but meditation saved my sanity. Now I'm in remission, but relapse looms over my head like an anvil, and mindfulness keeps me from looking up. I'm a gay divorcee, living in Los Angeles with a teenage son, and I'm a worrier by nature. So I'm still a mess, just a calmer, less reactive, more tolerant and peaceful one. And I'm offering up what I've learned to help others. Take what you want and leave the rest. I'll start out by telling you a story, then I'll lead a guided meditation along the same theme. What do you have to lose but some fear, regret, and anxiety? During my mindfulness facilitator training at UCLA, our instructor, Diana Winston, was preparing the group to teach meditation. That's why we were there, to learn to facilitate mindfulness. I don't know about the rest of the Gang of Fifty, but I was terrified. I'd never taught anything, at least not with the intention of being a teacher of something. Break into groups of three. You'll teach for five minutes, have five minutes for self-reflection, then five minutes of feedback from your classmates, Diana said. Nervous eyes darted around the plain conference room, equipped with a podium, pleather chairs, giant urns of weak coffee, and hot water for tea. Dan, Linda, and I met eyes and nodded silently, forming a group. My palms were sweaty. Then, just as we were about to start, Diana added, Oh, one more thing. You're not teaching meditation. Come up with something else you know how to do well, a passion, a routine, anything you feel capable of sharing. Don't overthink it. Go. This surprise directive was shock and awe. What could I possibly teach? I'd nurtured and helped to promote all of my assistants when I was a film editor, but this was different. With just seconds to prepare, I chose making pesto. Pesto, the Italian paste made from basil, garlic, parmesan, pine nuts, and olive oil that I rustle up every week for my son Theo. Pesto, that would have me weighing 50 pounds more if I ate it as much as I like. Pesto, my go-to dish, as if I never made anything else. I taught the pesto to my fellow classmates. I told a funny tale about Theo requesting this dinner for the millionth time. I described using my hand as a measuring cup, as demonstrated by a real live Italian, in Italy. As I spoke, I could see the joy, the amusement, and the attention on Dan and Linda's faces. After reflection and feedback, they both asked for the recipe. I realized I'd forgotten to mention the salt and pepper, but it didn't seem to matter. I spoke with passion, gusto, and humor. I hadn't done it perfectly. What I've come to realize since that first teacher training is that authenticity leaves room for mistakes. There's vulnerability in making errors, in showing enthusiasm and commitment while allowing space for being human. This was the point of the lesson. It changed my teaching and it changed my life Recently, I taught Theo to make the pesto. I'll still prepare it for him whenever he asks me, but I wanted to foster some independence, and this kid can cook. 
he can make this simple meal for his friends in college and even in high school instead of ordering a pizza. Since teaching the pesto, I feel more comfortable speaking publicly. I have a new confidence in doing most anything that formerly caused fear in a perfectionist like myself. There may be glitches, but I'm imperfectly authentic. So here's the recipe. One package of Trader Joe's organic fresh basil, one clove of raw garlic, about three quarters of a cup of grated Parmesan Reggiano, around two thirds of a cup of organic pine nuts, salt and pepper to taste, and olive oil, about a half to three quarters of a cup. Remove the basil leaves from the stems, wash and drain. Throw everything except the olive oil into a Cuisinart. Begin running the food processor, drizzling the olive oil into the mixture through the open top. Stop after about 30 seconds and scrape the ingredients down into the bowl. Close the lid and continue to combine, adding additional olive oil until the desired consistency. I actually do this part by ear. I can hear when it becomes the perfect paste. Add to your favorite pasta, on toast, pizza, anything and everything tastes good with this on top. I hope I didn't forget anything, but it's okay if I did. Time for a meditation house call. This meditation is so simple, you'll be sure you're doing it wrong. You're not doing it wrong. Just keep doing it. Today's meditation is on authenticity. Not accepting ourselves for who we are, but celebrating our uniqueness our differences, our imperfections. Returning to the breath over and over, without judgment, but with self-compassion when we get lost in thought, that's the goal. We use the breath as a tool to remind us to stay present. We can think in on the in-breath and out on the out-breath, and when our attention wanders, no big deal. When we practice mindfulness meditation and the focus on the in and out of our breathing, we have to expect that our minds will wander. That's the human condition. Our practice is actually a metaphor for making mistakes and recovering, forgiving ourselves. We return over and over to the breath, focusing on the present, not getting lost in the past or projecting into the future, but being with what is right here, right now.
but inevitably the mind will wander. And we have a choice. We can judge ourselves and be critical, or we can be self-forgiving and understand that our mind is just doing what it does, thinking, and we're asking it to rest. It's counterintuitive to the brain's function. So second only to focusing on the breath is self-compassion, self-forgiveness for having thoughts. This practice of being with what is and being with ourselves just as we are allows us to be a little easier on ourselves, to accept ourselves, to celebrate ourselves just the way we are. Simply returning to the breath without judgment. Returning home to the breath no big deal when our mind wanders. Using present moment experience to celebrate our unique selves, our humanity, with humor, curiosity, and love. Authenticity, not perfection, is the goal. Being with what is, and with ourselves, just the way we are. The definition of mindfulness is being with present moment experience with curiosity and the willingness to be with what is. And being with ourselves just the way we are as we return to the breath over and over. Such a huge part of the lesson of presence to be with what is. We just bring our attention back to the breath time and time again. It's not a perfect, it's a practice. And with each breath, we have an opportunity to come back, to bring our attention back to the breath. Over and over, as our mind wanders, we bring it back. That's the practice. Returning the attention to the breath when the mind wanders, without judging nor criticizing. Recognizing our humanity and our good intentions. Celebrating our imperfect selves. Bringing our attention back to our breath, to present moment experience, over and over.
This simple but not easy meditation practice develops patience, tolerance, and self-compassion as we become more comfortable with things and ourselves just the way we are. Thanks for listening and for practicing with me. This is Lisa Udelson coming to you straight from my son's closet and put together mostly by me with major guidance from producer Darby Maloney and many thanks to Fred Rappaport and Static Music. You can read more of my essays and find out about Meditation for Realists on my website, lisaudelson.com. Please join me for the next episode when I'll reflect upon vulnerability, the pandemic, and trillions of cicadas. Until we meet again, take it a breath at a time.